Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 12 of the Apron Bumps Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Braster, Braden Mayhew, alongside my two wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Brandon Moyes and Mr. Gabe Nozed. The trio is back for a prediction for the upcoming NXT TakeOver In Your House event. It is this Sunday, so it's two nights from uh, from this recording. 48 hours away already. I can't believe this. I remember when this show was announced like three weeks to a month ago. Wow, now it's so like, hyped. Yeah, Holy now God. it's already here. Now the That's fun- a very good card. Yeah, it's abs- uh-huh. yeah. I mean, that's how I mean. All these cards are usually put. When Triple H is putting together cards for his his brand's big shows, they're always usually mm-hmm. something special. So, a lot more special than the the million pay per views every month, including uh, Backlash, which is apparently set to have the greatest uh, wrestling match of all time. I don't know if the you guys. Greatest. Wow. I don't. I don't know if you guys have heard about that advertising, <laughs> but uh, I, I doubt that match will be anywhere near as good as maybe the best match on this card. So. Yeah, exactly. That's just uh, the worst. Like, what? What an unbelievable burden to put on poor Edge and Randy Orton's uh, shoulders there by yeah, making maybe. them live up to an unlike unbelievable standard they'll never live up to. Good at like yeah. I don't know Matt wrestling, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I will not be doing predictions or review for that show because it's just a B pay per view of the summer. I, the next time I do a WWE show for predictions will be freaking SummerSlam. That'll be the next time I, I do a prediction and uh, review for, for that that company's yeah. main shows. So we're going to talk about uh, In Your House. So what's interesting about that is uh, In Your House was originally a series of cheaper pay-per-views that WWE, then WWF, did in the 90s. Um, so they could do, like, a pay-per-view a month, but it, like, it wasn't as big as, say, like, their big fours. They did them, like, kind of in between, like, the Royal Rumble... Uh, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series, and it was like cards that were booked with like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and Diesel and all those guys were, and Razor, of course, Razor Ramon were all booked in in these spots. So it's funny that they're bringing that name back, but the only reason they're bringing it back is because of quarantine, because everybody is literally in their house. <laughs> so like that's the reason they brought it back was for like like a tongue in cheek type thing, and but it's also an homage to. The history of, of In Your House shows, which, I mean, I'm pretty sure Triple H probably had a, a few of those when he first started. As Hunter Hearst Helmsley, he would have been competing on yep. In Your House shows because it started in 95, and that was the year that um, Triple H debuted with the company. So it's just a nice little throwback, nice little tongue-in-cheek name given the, the situation right now, and uh, I, I liked it. It was a nice little throwback to 90s WWF, and so that's what it's called. And apparently it's taking place in uh, Full Sail. Apparently. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. No yeah. way. It's advertised to be taking place inside Full Sail University, the original home for NXT. So I guess they're taping in there. I guess it's going to be so empty. It's even or... in their house in a way. Yeah, it is in their house in a way, unless it's false advertising. But the venue currently scheduled for the show is Full Sail in Winter Park, Florida. So. Well, is it? Oh, yeah. So it's in Florida, yeah. Yep. So it's still close to the performance center. So. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, this is the, the place where they film all the NXT shows. Just usually they yeah. have a crowd for it, but obviously, given the circumstance, there will not be any people watching this show. I mean, other than the plants. I mean, I'm sure they're going to have well, do the, you think the do, performance center plants there, but... Hmm? Do you think they're going to do, like, Raw and put people in? Yeah. Yeah, I do think that, yeah. I do yeah. think they're going to do that. So, yeah. I mean, you can't just do it for weekly television and then a big takeover show and not have nobody in there. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? Like, they've been doing it for Raw, NXT, and SmackDown for the last month, month or three weeks, so I definitely expect... Yeah performance center plans to be reacting to shit which at least gives the show a little bit more fucking energy than the fucking yeah, sterile exactly, quiet yeah. shit we dealt with for like almost like it was pretty much two months of that until they finally decided well let's just put some of our personnel at fucking ringside only took yeah. two months for vince to like aew been doing it since like the quarantine started and like it took wwe yeah. two months to figure out oh maybe we should put some plants here I mean, I think everybody was bitching at them to do that, like, from the start, and it took, like, two months. I guess that's just Vince, eh? So, yeah. we're going to crack down on this here card. So, I tried in my best. I, I racked it in my brain about a million times last night. I'm like, how are they going to put this card together? So, I kind of based it off of the Portland card and kind of built from there. So, I'm going to assume they're going to start with a hot opener, and in the absence of a tag team title match, which is usually the NXT standard for opening your takeover card, is to put the tag titles on the line and have a, a hot tag team match to start the show. <laughs> What they did last uh, uh, last time at TakeOver in Portland was they had Keith Lee defend the NXT North American title in the opener against Dominic Dijakovic, and I expect the same on Sunday, except this time Keith Lee will be defending the NXT North American title against Johnny Gargano. That has the recipe to be a fantastic match, and yeah, that, that is a hot opener if I've... 
ever seen one given both guys involved. I expect uh, unbelievably huge things from this match. Keith Lee is one of the most athletic, best working big men in probably the entire industry in the modern day. And everybody knows, or I mean, if I haven't saying his praises enough, I've mentioned it in the, in the chat to these guys, but I think the world of Johnny Gargano as a, as a wrestler, I think when it comes to maybe people signed under the WWE banner, I think he might be the best American worker that they, that they have. I mean, other than like, say like Daniel Bryan or, or AJ Styles, I mean, the main event yeah. guys, when it comes to, I think he might be the absolute best worker in NXT. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm going over the, the line there. I'm, I'm a huge fan of his work. He's given me many fantastic matches that I've held dear over the last, say, three, three or four years or so. And when I heard that this was booked for the show, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be this is going to be something. I, I look very much forward to this match. I think it might be like one of the best matches of the show, given who's involved. So this whole thing started with like, I guess, like Keith Lee and, and Mia Yim are actually a real life couple. And then and, and after Candice turned heel, costing Tommaso Ciampa his like end war thing, the cinematic match he had with Gargano a while ago, they've been doing like this heel power couple thing. And then Keith Lee and Mia Yim have kind of challenged them. And they've been like, so a lot of people thought they were going to have like a mixed tag match at the show. But yeah. like, thankfully, it's actually just a singles match between Keith and uh, Gargano for the North American title. Mm. And I'm going to, again, Johnny Gargano has not won on a takeover since he won the NXT championship. He, yeah, he, he won the vacant title at TakeOver New York, beating Adam Cole in that classic two out of three falls match, one of my mm -hmm. favorite NXT matches ever, if not my favorite NXT match ever. And then he ended up losing the belt to Cole in his first title defense at TakeOver 25 a year, over a year ago now. Then he lost his rematch in that Three Stages of Hell style match in Toronto. Then he was originally booked to face Finn Balor at War Games, but got hurt, so he missed that show. Then they eventually did it in Portland, where he lost to Finn Balor. So, Johnny has not won on a big stage in forever, and I'm going to be the first to say it. I don't expect him to be the one to take the belt off Keith Lee. I expect him to have a fantastic match. I expect Johnny to give it his all. But he will lose in the end, and I t fully expect Keith Lee to retain the NXT North American title. What do you guys say about this match? What do you think it's gonna? How do you think it's gonna deliver? And what is your personal outcomes for it from both of you? Do you want to take the floor first? I'll I'll take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, on paper, I feel like Keith Lee could take it, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Johnny's gonna take this one for because I guess he's a heel now. Yeah. And um. I guess he can fight a little dirty, and then that's what really gets mm -hmm. him the advantage because he's always been the baby face, you know, only, you know, do good or whatever. So yep. since he's the uh, the rebel heart now, uh, heel, I guess this is his chance to show off his heel uh, powers and take the belt from him and be, uh, what, is it two-time North American He would champion? be, yep, yep. Yep, so... Um, I'll go out and say uh, Johnny uh, winning dirty, and then maybe Keith Lee, if they want to. I mean, like, Riddle and Dijakovic just went up for no reason. So I think Keith Lee can bring in a lot of, like, viewers because he's just that enigmatic. I can't think of uh, anything to bring ratings in other than Keith Lee's, like, body in Raw or SmackDown. So, yeah, I think uh, Johnny will take this one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going with Gabe. I think Johnny will take it, but I think for different reasons. I don't want to spoil my predictions later. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think Johnny Gargano takes it. I don't know if he'll do anything dirty. I think it's going to be a, a like you said, Braden, a, a classic match. Well, I mean, me just because just because it has a dirty finish doesn't mean it's going to be bad. Yeah, no, but I, I think it. I think he. I think he'll win clean. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think. I just think there's bigger things for Keith Lee. I think Keith Lee's going to keep rising well, uh, among the roster. I think he's done with the North American title. I think there's a bigger picture for him. But do you see NXT. that bigger picture staying in NXT or going to Raw or SmackDown? No, I say NXT. I, okay. I, I'd say he. I'd say he's probably in NXT probably till I want to say maybe after Survivor between Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. Oh, well, so like my, okay. My, well, my problem with that, Brandon, is like Keith Lee losing clean to mm -hmm. Johnny. Is that believable to you? No. Depends I don't on how. think so. 
I mean, it could be depending on how it's booked, but like, I mean, if he if he were to lose dirty, I don't think it would be Gargano. I think it would be like you know a Larray and Yim at ringside fighting, and, and he gets distracted. But that way. at the and, same time, Brandon, if you're really trying to get Johnny over as a douchebag heel, wouldn't a cheap win make him more yeah. of a heel than winning like a noble hero? Yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. But I don't think, like personally, I don't think he'll pull off anything dirty. I think it would be more Candice Larray helping him. Oh, that could happen too, but that's still like if she causes yeah, a distraction yeah, and, he roll, like a dirty and he rolls him yeah. up, it's still like like he it was he got he won cheaply, but you know. Yeah. But I'm gonna bring up something to you guys. So Gargano flirted with being a heel when he was Al- Alistair Black's attacker. I don't know if any of you guys remember that from like. I remember yeah. that. Okay, so that yeah. lasted for one takeover show, or maybe two, because mm-hmm. then he kept moved into a, a, a thing with Ricochet. But Alistair ended up winning that, and that was Johnny's first match as a quasi heel. Here he oh, is in his yeah. first takeover match as a quasi heel again against Keith Lee, who's got a ton of momentum. Is he, is he quasi? I think he's like a full on heel now. Well, I guess before. maybe. You don't think he was a full on heel when they paired him with Alistair Black attacking a guy no. from behind like, and all that is kind of heelish. You know? Johnny Johnny really needed you know Tommaso Ciampa's like head on a platter, so I feel like that should have. Um, yeah, I think he was a quasi heel for sure. If he was really dirty, he would have done like dirtier tactics. You know. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think he just was so mad about Tommaso Ciampa. He wasn't a full heel, but I think he's a full heel now. Going yeah, he's, he's a full heel for sure right yeah. now. Okay. so With the whole music change and everything. All right. So you think, like, to really take advantage of, like, his heel status, they need to give him the belt, essentially, is what you guys think. Yeah. I, I, th- I, I think that, but I also think it's what it has to do with the main event picture and, and why Keith Lee is going to lose. Yeah, that's too. Okay, so that's interesting. So I'm the only one sticking with Keith Lee retaining the belt. Both my co-hosts are arguing that he's going to lose. That's the point of this whole... And and how. (laughs) So that's the prediction for that. I mean, we'll see who's right. We got two to my one, so we'll see who ends up uh, prevailing. If, if, well, I mean, it is either going to be Brandon and Gabe will be right or I'm (laughs) going to be right, right? So it's either the two of them to my one or my one that ends up prevailing. But we'll, we'll see about that. After that, I slotted in the women for the, the next match. It's a six-woman tag match. Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tegan Knox teaming up to take on the team, the heel team, of Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, they kind of, like, it's been Mia feuding with Candice, but then Shotzi and Tegan have been at war with, like, Dakota and Raquel. And I yeah. guess instead of just, like, like they just decided to put the, combine the two feuds together to get all six women on the card, which is fine. I mean, the, the the girls deserve some spotlight. I have no problem with doing that. But it's like they, there's been two separate women feuds outside the title picture. Yeah, that these they, are two different like storylines. Yeah, yeah, but one match. yeah, they're combining it for for one bout. And I had a kind of a hard time deciding, but after what Brandon kind of said, I expect uh, the action to be pretty good. I, I don't. I, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, Raquel's probably the only one that's super super green. I, I don't know about Shotzi. She's might be a little green too, but like at the same time, they're in there green. with with like a bunch of other like pros, and it's everybody's gonna have their spot, and it's easier to like like look at like the Shield and Wyatt family six mans, where if they're structured right with the right people, and you accentuate everybody's strengths to the best degree, I mean this could be a, a lot of fun. And I was thinking the heels might win, but I think they might just give. I'm gonna go. I'm actually just gonna side with uh, you know Mia's team. To, to pull off the win and, and have, like, a, a babyface win for the women here on this takeover. I originally thought the heel women, but I, I think uh, the babyfaces will will prevail in, in this match. That's my, that's my prediction. And, I mean, it just barely edged over the heels winning because I did kind of think about this for a bit last night. But I think, like, Brandon brought up a good point of how, like, kind of they're getting high on, on Mia Yim lately on, on television, how they've been using her and all that, that they might want to give her a little something on a takeover stage and having her lead uh, a babyface team to victory might be the way to do that. So that's what I'm, that's my prediction for this uh, six woman tag match. What say you guys? Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I think it's Mia Yim, Blackheart, and uh, um, I forget the other girl now. Tegan. Tegan. <laughs> yeah, Tegan. Yeah, yeah. Tegan. Uh, to, to me is, I think they're, they have, uh, Mia Yim's been on, on fire lately. Uh, they're really high on Shanti Blackheart, and they're really high on yep. Tegan Knox. So that's the way I'm going. And I think Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, are they're a long-term project, Triple H and the NXT crew, so I don't see them prevailing in big matches like this yet. 
till the near future. Well, not to mention that they already prevailed for a long time. Like, Tegan's lost, like, due to their shenanigans for a while. You got to give her a little mm-hmm. something, right? Especially on a takeover yeah. stage. So maybe this is where they Tegan gets one up on, on Kai and Raquel. This would yeah. be a way to do that, yeah. right? Yeah, and honestly, honestly, I think if, I mean, I don't know how the, we'll, we'll predict the women's later, but I think you take Mia Yim, Shanti Blockhart, and Tegan Knox, I think you put them, I think they're going to be in the mix going forward from now till probably the fall. They'll probably be in the mix for the women's title after this. It, it, yeah, we're going into the winner, close to the winner. Yeah. So. Well, now my question is, before I give you my prediction mm-hmm. for both of you guys, um, who's going to like take the pin and who's going to... Who's gonna win over them? Because I I really don't know between these two. Well, I think I think Gonzalez will take the pin. I don't think she's really? gonna take the pin. They're That's gonna protect weird. her. She'll be taken out on the outside, and like Kyle get rolled up or Candace will. Have yeah, if the faces win, I think Kai is gonna be the one. That's yeah, gonna Dakota's probably. I would say she's. A, or, I mean, if I had to rank it, it'd probably be Dakota most likely, then maybe Candace, and then Raquel. I don't expect her to get pinned or submitted at all. Well, who's pi- who's pinning Kai then? Um. Tegan, you should have Tegan do that to finally get a win over her at a takeover. I think that's more yeah. appropriate. Okay, I'll, I'll go with the faces then because I, or, I really or, can't decide. But like, like be Mia Yim pinning Candice LeRae. Yeah, but like you know, I'm I'll just go with with Tegan getting the win over Dakota, and it's still a win for Mia. She's on the winning team, but I mean they could yeah, do that. Exactly. So say if, if if Tegan isn't pinning Dakota, then it's Mia pinning Candice or making her submit yeah. or whatever. So. And I don't expect Raquel to take the the fall. They're going to protect her in this thing. She's going to be a part of the losing team, but she ain't going to be pinned or submitted. That's what they do with these big enforcer people for a while, especially in NXT. They keep them looking strong and strong and yeah. that's how I see things going out. So, but yeah, but yeah, I bet like before we started to talk about this game, you looked at that match and thought like who the hell is going to win this thing? I bet. Yeah, right? I, I yeah. really didn't know. Like when you texted the group chat mm-hmm. about the match, I'm like, "Okay, I really don't know who would win this." Yeah, so, I had the hardest um, time. It, it wouldn't really matter. I had the you hardest time. You know I was like, of, "Yeah, baby face could heels could." What's that, yeah, Brandon? That's the best thing about that. Yeah. When you put a match like that together, you're like, I don't know who's win, so you're expecting good things from it. Like, you got to think, I'm just going with the baby faces by a slight edge, but I'm really admitting and saying I really don't know. I would not be surprised if the heels won either, right? So, like, I yeah, really... Yeah, it's, it's a big 50-50. Like, yeah. this is a... a like, I'll, I'll go with the baby faces with a 51 over, like, 49. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's... That's it. So, but yeah, I expect it. Like again, this to be put together real nice. Everybody will have their shine. It could be some very fun stuff, and good for all these ladies getting on a big stage like this. That's got to be a big deal for most of them. So yeah, for sure. Um, definitely, I think it's Shotzi's first takeover ever. Oh yeah. You know? They're really high on that girl too. I mean, she's the one that literally. Oh, she, yeah. she even went on the Royal Rumble too. So mm-hmm. yeah. So, and also, I'm going to bring this up. Don't you find it odd that, like, big prospects like Candace and Dakota, who you thought were going to be, like, big-time baby faces, are, like, huge heels in the women's division now? They just turn them both. It's funny that they're a team, too, because, yeah. like, Dakota was a heel towards Candace um, not too long ago. Not too so. long ago, yeah. Like, you know, making her do a, a two-on-five like team at War Games by screwing over Tegan and making them a woman short. Yeah, and... that, yeah, Candace should still have some bad blood for uh, me. Uh, but, you know, when you when you turn and, and, and you turn away, you, you forget everything that the other heel did to you. And that, since you're both heels, you're besties now, right? Because you're on the that's same wrestling. side. wrestling. So that's wrestling <laughs> in a nutshell. So, but, yeah, I just find it odd because I thought those two would be, like, big-time beloved baby faces for a long time and now they're two big heels in the women's division. It's interesting. You could turn anybody, I suppose. Yeah, I really expected <clears throat> Candice to be, like, the baby face after Bailey. Well, how about Dakota with, like, with how she was taken out by Shayna having her arm destroyed and she was just, like, the, the biggest, like, underdog small woman on the roster and just, like, well, very likable. There's Tegan now. And then, yeah. I'm not going to lie, I'm really digging Dakota as a heel for some reason. I didn't expect this to be a and, cool and, thing for me, you, but I'm liking what? a lot. You know what? Triple H could have looked at it and said Dakota's not getting any, you know, any push as a as a, as a a face. Let's see what she does as a heel. And like you just said, Gabe, Gabe you're digging her as a heel. So I am. Gotta, I'm really got, liking it. It's yeah. gotta be working, right? Oh yeah, well it was yeah. clearly done to freshen her up. I yeah. think that's abundantly yeah, I've clear. Been, and... Like really invested in her more than I was when she was a face, which is weird. I so, mean when you watch when you watch war games, guaranteed you out of all the people that were there and all the people watching war games, how many people predicted that she was gonna turn? Probably not a lot. Some people did, but like I don't think that they thought it was a huge possibility. But I had yeah. I had heard very small rumblings of it, but I didn't think it was gonna happen. 
Yeah, of course, right? You because like think that would happen. No, because like like on top of that, I um that was when she wasn't even involved in the match. Remember, they put her in right before the, the takeover happened. Yeah. So, like, going into that show for all the predictions, like, Mia was still booked to be in that War Games match. Mm-hmm. They only threw Dakota on on the pre-show before the TakeOver aired. And when she got thrown on the car, you thought, oh, for sure she's going to be competing like a babyface. I mean, yeah. they're doing an right. injury angle with Mia, like, of course. And then it was, like, one of the most shocking things ever when she attacked Tegan. And yeah, that was a that was a really well-done turn, I thought. Like, everything about that turn Oh, was... yeah, her heel turn. I keep forgetting that it was a really good heel turn. It was fantastic. Was like, just, and then, because now, like, Rhea's team was, like, down 5-2, to two, and you thought the baby faces were screwed, and Dakota Kai's evil person taking out her best friend's knee, this vengeful. It was it was awesome. Everything about that turn was, I thought, it was really well executed. And, yeah, so... Yeah. It's all led to this uh, six-woman tag match, and I believe I'm just barely going with the baby faces over the heels, and I think we're all in agreement of that, eh, gentlemen? Yeah, we yep. are. Yep. So we're going to move on. Baby face for the clean sweep. Yep. So we move on midway through. Um, I just kind of pegged Finn Balor against Damian Priest in this middle-of-the-show spot. Uh, so this started when uh, Balor was set to have a match with Velveteen Dream like a month or so ago, and before that could happen, he was laid out by a mystery assailant backstage and then Finn made it his mission to find out who this um who this mystery attacker was and he did a bunch of promos on him and then I think Priest attacked him from behind on a on a edition of NXT not too long ago and he was revealed Mm -hmm. to be the guy who done it the guy who attacked Finn Balor uh backstage so they've been slotted clearly I mean they're very high on Damian Priest to an extent they try to get him on big takeover shows, they they're trying to keep him in a decent spot in the middle of the show. Like he's not quite in the main event scene, but he's like not really struggling for television time either. They've always found since they gave him a new name because if you remember, guys, he was briefly on NXT television as Punishment Martinez, yep, and then a they couple, uh, episodes. Mm-hmm, and then they took him off and they gave him a new name and they redebuted him. And they've been really kind of using him decently uh, for a while. So, due to the fact that Walter is uh, due to travel bans, is stuck in the in uh, Europe. Uh, basically, Finn's program that they had planned for him throughout the spring got scrapped due to you know the COVID travel restrictions. And so, I think this was they just thought about like who to give Balor as an opponent, and I guess Priest probably just came up. And Finn very much a a anti hero like tweener these days, eh? Like he was like a full on heel for a while. Now he's like facing heels and baby faces at the same time. He's like middle of the pack. He's like, so, I think you know what I mean? It's a really good. Yeah. I think you're a really good wrestler. If like, you can just walk in and like, you can be both a heel or a, or a face. Just, I don't know. It's just, they're just that enigmatic and charismatic. Yeah. yeah and, and Finn commands attention. He's got a, he's got a great presence and I mean, I like the fact that he's like, like angry a lot, not smiling as much as he was on like, Oh Raw yeah. And Smackdown. Definitely. When he was on the he's main him. roster. He's so, definitely Prince. He's the Prince, that's for sure. And now he's having that match against Damian Priest, who, you know, like Keith Lee, I mentioned earlier, Damian's a very athletic big man. He's like, he kind of, I don't want to, like, compare him to The Undertaker in a sense, but, like, in terms of, like, the height and how he works, I kind of get, uh, I think he's more athletic than, than Taker on the whole, but, like, I get kind of, oh, like, yeah. he kind of reminds me of, say, like, somebody like The Undertaker in terms of how he works in the ring. And, uh... I expect this to be a very, a very good match, a decent, decent match here in the in the middle of the show, and I do expect Finn Balor to take the win because if we're going to go back to his first takeover in nearly four years, he beat Matt Riddle, of all people at uh, at War Games. Riddle had to fill in for Johnny Gargano, who was Balor's original opponent for that show, and uh, they filled the Riddle in for Gargano because Gargano got hurt, and then they ended up doing the Gargano match in Portland, which again, Finn won. So those are two huge wins back-to-back, and I I think Damian Priest is a level below those guys. I don't mean to slag him, but in terms of, like, the star power and how they're used on on NXT television, I think they're those two. I mean, Riddle just went to SmackDown or is going to be debuting on SmackDown this week, and uh, Gargano is challenging for the the secondary title. So uh, I would say that Priest is below those guys. So if Finn beat those guys in, in, like, two takeovers in a row, I don't see him losing to Damian Priest. So I say very much Finn Balor takes the win here. What say you guys? Oh, you're gonna hate my prediction. Go ahead. I, I, I so, I, I just, I think ahead all the time when I do predictions, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, like you said, Walter's stuck in the UK because the COVID restrictions and that. What would if Finn Balor won? What would he do next? 
Like that, mm. that's my thing is what would he do next? I could and... I could do a prediction, but it it, it it contradicts my main event prediction, but I could give you a prediction of what he could do after beating him. Well, my, my thing is <laughs> is they put they're high on Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. And they put him against Finn Balor. I don't think I think when it comes to Finn Balor since it's the second time around in NXT, I don't think it matters if he loses. I don't think the NXT fans are gonna be like, Oh, he lost to Damian Priest and you know, where's he gonna go from here? I think he could suffer a loss. I honestly think this is a stepping stone for Damian Priest, but mm-hmm. I think it's going to go as Damian Priest is. I don't think he's going to win clean. I think I think this is where the dirty part comes in into NXT, mm-hmm. uh, the takeover. I think he'll win dirty, and then I think you'll see it continue on NXT TV. And Balor will probably get a win, or if they do it two more times, he'll get a couple wins and he'll get over Damian Priest on NXT TV. I just think they're going to put D- Damian Priest over on Takeover when everybody's watching. It's a decent prediction, and at least it's contradictory. Gabe, yeah. what about you? What do you think about this match? And who's I, I believe win? Uh, that sounds really good, Brandon. Uh, if Damien Priest were to win, like it'd be mm-hmm. a dirty win. I didn't think about that, and um, yeah, that sounds believable. But the way I'm thinking is like it's Finn Balor. If you're gonna make him lose, it has to be on a, a much, I guess, bigger stage, in my opinion, because yeah. they have not been, you know, stopping the Finn Balor train when ever since he arrived in NXT. So. It's just that if he were to lose here, um, I don't know uh, what what will happen next for Finn. Uh, it'll look, I don't know, it's me, I think Damien will look weird equally to, I guess, uh, what's their name, uh, Private Party, when they beat the Young Bucks that won Dynamite. I didn't, yeah. I didn't believe that. So um, I think Damien Priest, I feel like he still needs to work up the food chain. Uh, so him losing, to me, wouldn't be a big deal. But um, just build him up more, in my opinion. Um, like build him up bo- more before giving him that big win is what you're saying. Yeah, before right? yeah. yeah, before giving it to you know fighting Balor because I still don't really find him uh, believable yet. But he does have a great presence, and um, yeah, just Damien still needs to be built up in my opinion in the NXT brand. So Finn Balor just takes it. What do you? How do you think you expect the match to be good though? Because I think it should probably be. Pretty oh, good I so. think it's gonna be a great one. I think yeah. all of these matches are gonna be great in their um, own way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, the only thing I'm a bit iffy about, I guess, would be uh, the women's match. But even they're good uh, workers too. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I agree with that. So this is the opposite of the North American title match. It's me and Gabe with the on the Finn Balor train with Brandon being the contrarian with uh, well, Finn Balor is like one of my favorite wrestlers. So I just know like how he works. I'm just going know, based off his booking from the last few takeovers. That's all I'm doing is just how he was mm-hmm. used and That's... he got big wins and I see him like I mean I don't think they're intentionally trying to do a takeover streak with him, but I could see I see him getting a third straight win on a takeover stage. I just I see it coming. Especially I since agree. Damien's only in this position because Walter is in Europe. <laughs> like that's I don't want to say he's yeah, a filler he, opponent, like, but it's kind of feels like that. You know what I mean? When was the feud first started for Damien and Finn? It was like, like maybe like ago? three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks to yeah. a month ago, Max. So it's not even like a big feud, too. So like a three-week period and then to beat Finn would be, in my opinion, unbelievable. Yeah. So, well, that's that's that. Uh, we'll see. We get we, It's another two-to-one scenario. It's me and Gabe on, the, <laughs> on Balor winning and then Brandon being the contrary and saying Priest is going to get a, a big takeover win. So from there, I just figure that this would be the um, the fourth match of the card. We've got Tommaso Ciampa against Karrion Cross, the former Killer Cross, and what Lucha Underground or whatever was the last big promotion he TNA in TNA as well, yeah, or Impact yeah. we should say it's not TNA anymore. Impact. Impact is a weird name for a brand. <laughs> I think it's a good show, like yeah. it was before, but as a brand, I don't know. So. Cross kind of had like an Easter egg debut with Scarlet in the the Gargano, Champa like cinematic thing that kind of had like a little brief appearance of people and oh are they gonna debut, and then um, Champa ended up having to come out and he said that Gargano was the better man and Karrion Cross at- attacked him and Cross has been booked to like destroy talents on on television leading up to this and they've announced that he will be facing Champa on a takeover stage and. Clearly, they are super high on Karrion Cross. Yep. That super is abundantly up. clear. I mean, his his entrance is unbelievable. If you haven't seen it yet, I would say, take a look mm-hmm. at how his entrance has been handled on NXT television in the last few weeks. He's got Tommaso Ciampa in his first Takeover match. Who, may I remind everybody, is a former NXT champion and has been 
a staple of the brand for the last, we'll say, like at least three to four years, and is just came sure, yeah. and just is removed from uh, an NXT championship feud with Adam Cole and a, a high up uh, blow off with Johnny Gargano, and now he's against Karrion Cross and Cross's first takeover match ever. So they're putting him with a main eventer right off the bat, and. I believe with that kind of backing, in the end, uh, this this should be maybe the most predictable, I guess, match of the show. Yep. Because, mm-hmm. to me, that booking dictates that Karrion Cross is going to beat Ciampa in his first TakeOver appearance. I think that now, if, that... if this was the main card, I'd go for Tomasa. Yeah, but it, it, this ain't the main card, buddy. Like, with the way this has been booked... You know, I, it'd be, I'd be shocked if Cross lost this match. So, th- this is the way I see it, is uh, you guys will obviously want pay-per-view mm-hmm. and you've seen the casino battle royal with brian cage i did yeah how did. he dismantled dismantled everybody yep well, well he really was out put... for a good five minutes yeah or 10 mean, minutes but while he was what... in the ring he was booked as a killer yes i, I get okay. it. yeah mm-hmm. that's exactly what's gonna happen in this match do you think he's gonna like have a dominant win over chomp but it's not even gonna go long or like no i, oh. think, it'll, I think it'll go long i think chomp will get uh hits in but i think i'd say 90 percent of the match is gonna be how putting crossover as that he's unbearable to beat he's, he's hard to, to knock down so basically he he's going to dominate Champa. Champa will fight and fight and fight until he fights yeah. no more and then he beats him in the end yeah okay yeah, exactly. so yeah. Tommaso's gonna it's gonna be a long match in terms of Champa's gonna sell and sell and sell yeah. and sell he'll get a few comebacks sell and sell and sell cross wins yeah. in the end yeah he okay might, I, 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 would, I wouldn't be surprised if he even hits one of his finishers and cross gets right back up or he kicks out at one but I think it's going to be something like that. Okay, yeah. what were you about to say, Gabe? Yeah, this is going to be a very story-driven match and a you know a five-star caliber type yeah. of match. Oh yeah. This is supposed to start something, and of course that's going to be carrying crosses like dim, um, the dominant you know streak as of now. And uh, I'm going to fantasy book real quick. I feel like Tom Tomas is going to lose like he uh, he lost like John Cena to Brock Lesnar, and then he might have to go um to johnny for some help or something i don't know but yeah carrying cross is definitely going to be a, a force to be reckoned with um you, you know what but i like the way you think because i've been saying I, you can even ask Brady. i've been saying it for two years they I, they got to be putting diy back together sometime soon something because it's 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 like a very interesting like mixture too because tomasa yeah. is clearly like you know the heel and he's not the, the face sorry and he's gonna be losing like I think he's gonna lose like John Cena did to Brock. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, just going back to Johnny for some, you know, questions and answers, and then. So yeah, Gabe, I'm gonna ask you this. So by losing like Cena did to Brock, you think it's gonna be a a, a squash that's prolonged? Because that yeah, was an interesting I, I match, so. right? Like that Cena match was not over in two seconds. He got beat up for a yep. long time and had no yep. offense for a long time, and then he got pinned. If anything, mm-hmm. I could see, like, a kayfabe injury from Cross, you know, like, uh, go for the knee since that's something uh, Tommaso had problems with, or maybe mm-hmm. the neck. Like, mm-hmm. this, there's so many ways you can make Tommaso look so weak against Karrion because you can tell Karrion's going to do something to Tommaso in this match. So I, I just think... This is very interesting. I just think with the way he's been positioned already in, in his initial months that Triple H must be, like, super high on this guy. Like, yeah. that's yeah. abundantly abundantly clear and i think to to put him against champa in in his first takeover match they're doing that for a reason and it's to give him a huge huge win over a veteran main event presence and that is going to make him he's going to lose though yeah we're wondering yeah well i mean that that's to be determined but i think we're all in agreement that in this on this brand with how this has been booked (laughs) carrion cross We'll get the win over Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, 100%. Sure. Mm-hmm. I just can't wait to see how they pull it off because it can go in so many great directions. Very true. So it's going to be interesting. I, I look forward to it. As said, it's not going to be like the, the five-star classic or anything like that. But like it, it's like it's got that intrigue like when The Fiend was finally going to have that and his maybe first some match. Like and... Cody versus uh, Dustin like vibes, maybe. Mm-hmm. So... It's it's gonna be interesting, and we'll see how it uh, how it goes together. I, I haven't seen much of Cross's work, so like I'm not sure He's how really he. Really good in the I'm, ring. I'm not sure how he is as as a worker because much of what I've seen on NXT have been squashes, and his matches haven't gone all that long. And uh, I guess I, if if this goes along, or if it's but if it's a position, if it's made like like that Cena Lesnar match, that's gonna be a lot of He's, just he domination, right? 
Hmm? He's honestly like Brian Cage, just a little toned down with like the, like the high flying part. Okay. But he's honestly like Brian Cage. Yeah. Well, I will. We'll give. A, I mean, this is a, bit, a huge opportunity for him. It's a, this is a big deal, and uh, it should be definitely very interesting. I'm sure it's one of the most intriguing matches on the card, just based on who's involved and how Cross has been presented so far, which has been phenomenal for a new talent who's been on NXT for literally a cup of coffee at, at this point. So mm-hmm. it's uh, if you're getting that kind of a spotlight already, they plan on doing big things with you on the brand. That's for, for, for darn sure. So then what I have in the penultimate position, and usually this always is given, the second to last match is usually always the NXT Women's Championship bout. And they have a triple threat match booked for the show. Charlotte Flair to defend against Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. And I'm sure everybody's going to love my opinion on this match. And by that, I mean everybody's going to hate it. <laughs> everybody's going to hate my opinion of it. But I actually expect big things from this triple threat, given who's involved. I expect this to be one of the, also one of the better matches of the show. I expect this to at least be second best or whatever. I have as much high hopes for this as I do Lee and, and, and Gargano for the North American title. This should be something special. And with it being a triple threat, um, I see this booked for, for one reason and one reason alone. And you guys can be fair to argue with me. But I believe it's being done to prolong the Charlotte Rhea rivalry on NXT. EO is there as a just a, a third person who's going to take a fall. And wow. Charlotte is going by hook or crook, going to steal a pin from Rhea, like a, any usual heel champion would, to s- just barely scrape by the skin of her teeth and retain the title through the triple threat, and it continues Rhea and Charlotte throughout the summer. And that is my prediction. I am sticking to it, and yeah, that's my... But I, the match should be great, but that's that's what I think is going to happen here. And... So, I agree with your opinion in, in a sort of a way i agree that charlotte and and Rhea's feud is going to continue throughout the summer Mm -hmm. and i think it'll probably be on SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. um but i don't think they win i think eo wins but i think something i don't know how it's going to happen i think like you know Rhea and charlotte are going to be fighting in the ring and then eo will catch one of them or they'll they'll do something to one another and eo will get the pin and it'll she'll squeak out the win but they they won't it won't matter because they'll be in their feud and i think with Becky leaving Raw and having a child, there's not a lot of big stars on Raw, so I think those two will jump up. Well, they got Asuka. Well, they have Asuka, but after Nia Jax, and after, I would think, Shayna Baszler, <laughs> after Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, who would you give Asuka? Right? But going back to the well with Charlotte is just like, it's we've been there, done that. Yeah. You know? And they have been uh, putting but, but, but Rhea that, on um, Raw a good amount of times. Too. Yeah, but that's my thing is I don't think Oscar's going to hold the title long. I think she'll probably wow. end up losing it to Rhea or Charlotte, and that's going to be your uh, I would, no, I would. At least not Charlotte. Oh, that'll be. No, I, I, would, mean, I could maybe, see it though. But I would yeah, not I want. I would not even want Oscar losing to Rhea this soon. I want Oscar to have a decent reign with that belt, man. She's had to like yeah, how a many decent reign? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I just, I just think after Becky, after Becky leaving, it, and it's such a high level talent. I can't see Charlotte and Rhea sticking on NXT. I can't see it. I don't so know. It's how, see, it's see, okay, it. okay, Gabe, you can say your piece, then I'll uh, I'll mention a little bit more. So go ahead, do your prediction and your thoughts on the match. So I mean, I'll I'm in the same boat with uh, Brandon. I think EO. I mean, I I think EO should take it, and I'll mm-hmm. predict with her. Um, and I think EO's gonna pin Rhea, and then like. After the third count has been uh, called from the ref, Charlotte breaks it, but, you know, she's too late. And then eventually, I think they'll just rivalry towards either, I guess, Raw, since everyone is watching Raw. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to keep it going, I guess, like you said, SummerSlam. And I hope Rhea can, like, I guess, end the feud with a win and then go straight for Asuka because that would be be killer. So I think EO could win that way. Yeah, it could be it could be something like Charlotte's got Rhea in the figure eight, and Io does the moonsault and has Rhea. Oh yeah, and it's one, two, three. That would be a yeah, good that, finish. That's, that's another good finish. Yeah, <laughs> that would yeah. be a great finish actually. And then it's like it's like oh, Charlotte was so close from being Rhea and and winning the title, and then it's just like Io gets out of their mind and they just continue to feud like that, and that's how they move on from. Yeah, so I think this is yeah I I think Io should definitely win this one. Mm-hmm. She should. But does that mean she will? That's the... Well, 
That's the thing. That's well, my point. Another thing for Charlotte, she's been on what Raw and SmackDown a good amount of times lately with the NXT belt. I feel like they want to keep her on those shows and not so much on NXT as much as we thought she yeah, was going to be. Yeah, so, um, but they just moved the her there. They just know, moved her there. You think they're going to the pull the? You think they're just going to cancel it just like that that soon? I mean, I they could, I but so. I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it, boys. I doubt it. This is this is Charlotte Flair we're talking about here. You know. They just I mean, her. I would, I wanted to stay in NXT longer, but you know they're still using her on main, you know, mainstream I, I, TV. Well, it's just I, weird. Well, NXT I, is mainstream TV. It's on USA. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I still think they both go up. And again, remember, before all this happened, before Eo got into this mix, she was a heel. She can go quickly back to heel, and you can have no, her and no. and Mia Yim. She should be a babyface. She's. Like, at least make her like Balor, where she can face both and be like a tweener. Yeah, th yeah that's what I think she'll be. <sighs> but, I mean, you have really, like, she has a, a great variety of matches, which she can do. She could take Mia Yim. She could take Tegan Nox. She could take Dakota Kai. Like, there's depth in that NXT division where if Charlotte and Rhea leave for good. I don't think it's going to hurt the division. No, it's not going to oh, hurt yeah, the division. No, NXT's women's division is probably one of the strongest out it's of any solid. any yeah. any brand on television. That's including Raw, SmackDown, and of course of AEW. And yeah, that's the weakest part of Dynamite and AEW is their women's division, yeah. in my opinion. Where it's not an issue with NXT. Their NXT's women's division is, I would say, among the best in the world. At least best yeah, in. I mean, that's where it all started in WWE. NXT's mm -hmm. women's division. And, yeah. and and honestly, we haven't seen Scarlett debut. Oh, that would be so cool! Yeah, Ooh. there's a there's another woman added to the division, I, so I think they're. Do you think so she's gonna compete, or is she just gonna be a valet for a while? Well, oh, a, no, I, I think she'll be a valet for a while. Yeah, I think she's gonna compete, but I think they're going to do a lot of performance training with her before they they bring her in because they wanted her to be as high as her husband. Yeah, I think so. she's she hasn't really. I don't even know any like good matches with Scarlett Bordeaux. I think she's well, gonna be in the same yeah. picture as um, what's her name? Zelina uh, Vega, right? Zelina like, Vega. Yeah. There we go. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah well, I can see that. Yeah. Just bring her in when it's like needed, you know. Yeah. In the ring. So you guys are one hundred percent sticking with Io actually finally yeah. winning that belt that she deserves. I. She deserves it. She. she I'm not she saying she doesn't deserve, deserve it. it. This is just Io Shirai in an NXT Women's Championship match. Whenever that happens. She, she never wins. Like it, it, Shayna I mean, Baszler retained the whole time, I mean, the whole feud. You know, you know she didn't lose the ladder is, match either. Yeah, that's true. So but, um, ladder match, and then she like like what's it called? She challenged Charlotte, and she didn't lose that match technically. That no, but that was done to bring Rhea Ripley back into the women's title picture. It was done to set up this match. But Io still didn't look um, weak at all. So and that's every time, why I believe Io will win. Every time Io is in a women's uh, a women's title match. The next day or that night, oh my god, did you see her in that match? She was fantastic. She always gets the the, the good comments of, of that match. Oh, she does get she the good fantastic. comments, but like, where's the yeah. wins, is my point. Where's yeah, the wins? This, this is going to be yeah. the win. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it, I mean, gents. You have the two biggest girls, honestly, in the NXT division. This would be her... And this would be the best part is, point. it's believable if she wins, too. Like, if she, well, I can believe yeah. that she beats Charlotte and Rhea Ripley in a triple threat match. That's, yeah. like, in my opinion, the best and my, part. And my thing, if she doesn't win this, move her up to SmackDown, because there's nothing for else for her to do. Yeah, it, she's got nothing else if she loses. Yeah. Or, yeah, so. So it's a win-win, it's a, it's a I guess, for EO, you can say. Right? I, I wish I had your guys' optimism, but I don't. So, <laughs> like... <laughs> I would I I think she should win. I think that's the, the the proper booking decision. But I I don't see Charlotte leaving NXT, and I don't see her dropping the belt this quick. If she loses this match, then that's it. Like I don't think she'll win any other match after this with a, yeah. with a title belt. So oh well, I mean so basically this should have the last chance gimmick that the the main event's gonna have, right? Like Io's la last chance for the yeah. NXT Women's Title, I guess. I mean, that's, that's how, how you guys it feel. Feels, in my opinion. Because what's next after that, you know? In NXT, at least. Well, here we go. It's another championship match where it's 2-1. to one. My co-host is sticking <laughs> with EO winning the belt and the title changing hands. And I'm sticking with the, the champ by hook or crook retaining her title. But anyway, uh, your guys' opinion on the actual match stuff should be one of the, the, the best matches of the show, correct? Even who's yeah. involved? Oh, this is definitely going to be a great match. Oh, yeah. Rhea and Charlotte, they already, like... 
like threw the house down in WrestleMania and with just nobody Io to the mix. Yeah, yeah with nobody too. And so Io can fly around the ring. So oh my god, she's yeah, Io. Yeah, I loved this uh, this triple threat. Yes, I have paper. very high expectations for it on paper. So that should be definitely one of the highlights of the show. And I mean, if I'm wrong and Io wins, believe me, boys, I will be happy to be wrong about that prediction. Like it's not that I'm saying I, I don't yeah, think Io shouldn't win, prediction. right? This will be match of the night. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm i torn. It's either, like, I, Lee Gargano or this, in my opinion. Either oh, one Lee of the Gargano's two. Lee Gargano's another good, like... That, those are my opinions for what's going to be the two best matches of the show. This match and, and the North American Championship yeah. out. The best storytelling match will probably be Champ on Cross. Yeah, that's going to be... Oh, yeah, but that's going to be a different type of style of match, yeah. right? So Yeah. Uh, so now we're going to move on to what I'm assuming is going to be the main event, given that it's uh, the... a, a Championship defense of a one-year-plus title reign, baby! <laughs> and that's Adam Cole defending the NXT title against Velveteen Dream in Velveteen's last chance in a back-lot brawl. What does that mean? Tune in to take over to find out, because we don't know. Uh, I guess it's going to be like some sort of like like parking lot, or... I, I assume, yeah, like... I, I just... I think it's a... honestly think it's a waste of a match. And I'm going to say because Adam Cole, you've seen what he's done against Gargano, what, the three times? You've seen what he's done against Ciampa. Mm -hmm. You've seen what he's done against Riddle on NXT TV. Mm -hmm. Dreams had good matches against Black. They've, why they've not all had put, great matches, yeah. yeah so why, why not, not in a match? Yeah, why not put this in the ring? I, uh, I think it's... It's I so weird, it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Gonna, uh, okay, I'm going to defend it. So... <laughs> Do you, have you guys ever, like, hear about, like, uh, when John Cena was coming up and he had this, like, um, I don't know if he this is old. I mean, old now. But, like, he had this uh, parking lot brawl with Eddie Guerrero on SmackDown. Yeah, I don't know if you guys yeah, ever yeah, seen yeah. that footage. That, that's something pretty memorable from John Cena's career, right? And it was a big win for him. Um, there have been, like, empty arena-type brawls with The Rock and Mankind where, like, it's 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 basically, like, this is like a, a, a Falls Count Anywhere match. Is what it's yeah. going to be, and it's just it might not be taking place in the ring, but like, yeah. with you seen how the NXT crew put together the Boneyard match, right? So this is the yeah. same crew putting this thing together, which is probably going to be the main event for their biggest championship. I don't think you should write it off right away just because it's not taking place inside the squared circle. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not writing it off. I just feel like it just makes the most yeah. sense in a wrestling ring. Yeah. If you want to do something where it's it's no DQ, just make it a no holds barred match and start it in the ring. Right, so because I, yeah. you, you say so, like doing doing these like like extra edited matches are good when there's no titles involved. You don't think it's, yeah, that should exactly. be that should be the you're, thing crossed. Yeah, you're not gonna see. You're not gonna. I, I guarantee you, you probably won't see the Panama Sunrise from from Cole, which is one of his <laughs> extraordinary. Uh, yeah, you know, you're not gonna. See but you've seen it in every match, so what's who cares if it's not in this one? Yeah, but I know. But I'm I'm saying you're not gonna see a whole lot of moves that are gonna go. Oh wow, you know. It's going to be a, you know, to me, a far-fetched match, which it shouldn't for these two guys, because in-ring ability, they can they can steal the show. Yeah, well, Cole can. I don't know, but Velveteen seemed kind of off since he's come back. I haven't seen yeah. one fantastic performance in Simpsons since he returned. And, I don't know what's going on there. But... And the other, thing, <laughs> the other thing is when you put a back-lock back match, back match in as the main event, you automatically think it's, three, or it's four on one because obviously the – Undisputed errors kind of get involved. I assume so, but like maybe they there's a way at the beginning where like Dexter Loomis and a few other people find a way to trap them and lock them in wherever, and Cole is left to face Dream all all by himself, and he finally pays for every sin he's had in this uh, championship reign. I mean, when the when the babyface is given the last chance for the title, very rarely. I can't even remember the last time it happened where the the last chance well, actually. Cody. In AEW, <laughs> but that wasn't his last chance. He just said when he if he if he failed, he wouldn't challenge for the belt again. He didn't have yeah. a previous opportunity. But, but 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 again, if he loses Velveteen Dream, it's only when Adam Adam Cole could lose three weeks after this. Yeah, but this takeover event. So do you, okay. So I mean, there there are a few options if if Cole retains. Okay, so mm. the, the previously mentioned Finn Balor, I think, would be the the prime person to put against Adam Cole if he's to retain here. I think that would yep. be the person to go with going forward. Um, if Keith Lee loses the North American title, you could potentially yep. put him up against Adam Cole. 
Yeah, but you can I, have him and Finn Balor on NXT TV, but, NXT TV for a, a contender shot. Yeah, I, but I don't know. I don't. Again, I'm sticking with him being with the North American title and having a long reign with that belt. So I don't see him mm-hmm. leaving that title picture. So Balor is really the only person I could see moving up and being slotted against Adam Cole in the main event title picture going forward. And then that's really it. Whereas, like, I don't know. I mean, Velveteen getting a, a like like. Who would Velvet like? Why is it? Isn't it more important? Here's my point. Isn't it more important for Velveteen to beat the guy who's held the belt for longer than anybody else in history? Wouldn't that be a big deal for Velveteen Dream to do that? Okay. Well, here's my thing about it. So, okay. So there's rumors about Adam Cole leaving for AEW because he's not resigning right now for some reason. So I feel like to persuade Adam Cole uh, is to just keep the belt on him. And just, you know, I feel like Velveteen Dream winning uh, right now is also, um, I mean, it'll make sense, but I feel like he still deserves that audience because Velveteen Dream is... I don't, I don't want to throw politics in, but like BLM, boys, is like, (laughs) like I thought, I thought, I thought Velveteen had a great chance before all this shit went down, but for diversity's sake, now going into this show, I don't know. I'm thinking Dream's going to win this thing, boys. It's... But there's been a lot of rumors. Well, like, here, here's the thing. A lot of is, rumors um, that he's going up. Vel- Velveteen? Yeah, there's a lot of rumors. It first was reported Matt Riddle, and then a, a few hours later it was Vince McMahon's high on Velveteen Dream and wants him on Raw. Well, my thing is, is this storyline, I guess, race, like, race-driven? No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, so I'll, I don't think BLM would you know, move towards Bill. No, but it's just the WWE's like public image of them giving a, a black athlete, a big championship like that during this time makes them look good. Yeah. But I mean, if Keith Lee retains, but that's, that's the, that's the secondary title. Yeah. So that's, it's not like the main championship. So I, I I think if Velveteen wins, I, I honestly think it's going to be a poor display of him holding the belt because the only yeah. heel that's the only heel that's going to go after him is probably Cross. I don't know. No, I don't know if they're going to bump him up into the to the championship yeah, but, but who, event soon. Who, who, who would be next for Dream? Who's the next big heel to take him on? Just weird for Dream to win the belt. I don't know right if, if if Gargano loses to Keith Lee, you could put him against Dream. Yeah, uh, There's heels. I, I just, I just, I honestly don't see him winning. I, I see him being back in the title picture. I think it'll, it'll be like Johnny Gargano and Ciampa. I think he'll be in the title picture a lot. We'll I just don't think he, I, I just don't think he'll be winning this time. I think it's going to be Adam Cole, and then Cole's going to get in a feud with somebody else, lose, and then you'll see Dream bolster back up. Okay, so if Cole retains, who actually beats him for the belt? I I, I personally think it's Killer Cross. I think we're, sorry, Karrion Cross. I think. Why? So you yeah. think it's a heel is going to take the belt from the longest reigning heel? No, so, I'm thinking. So okay, you, you go first, Braden. So I the way I think it is is Adam Cole can go. I don't not saying he's going to go to a face. He's still going to stay a heel. But I think it's going to be almost like a Bray Wyatt Braun Strowman, right? Because Braun Strowman's in the mi- in the middle always facing heel. He's either or, right when he faces uh, I don't know Bray Wyatt, he's a face. If he faces, you know, Roman Reigns, he's kind of a heel. I think Adam Cole is going to be in that mix when it comes to Cross's turn. And I think it's just going to be more story-driven and hype to the main event. Well, then, my thing my thing for Karrion, though, I think it's t- still too early way for too him early. in the title picture. Like, way. I think he still needs to, like, kill people first, no pun intended. But, yeah. like, um, he's just, uh, you know, not at the title picture but yet. But I think yeah. what, what, what Brandon's saying is that he can do that, and then Cole mm-hmm. just fuddles around with whoever, whether he goes to Balor yeah. or somebody. Yeah. And then by the fall time, like they did with The Fiend and Seth Rollins, by, like, November... Cross beats Cole after Cole's had a really long reign. Yeah, yeah that's what, that's what I'm thinking. You okay. think that the next takeover is in August, right? Yeah, or but the, I, mm, I, no, it'll be it'll be August. They want to do it SummerSlam weekend still. Apparently, yeah, they haven't but scrapped it, it. But it's August, so you you think after now we probably have two more months of mm-hmm. NXT TV. He could take out Fish. He could take out O'Reilly. He could take out Roddy. He could probably take out Johnny Gargano if, like you said, David, Tommaso goes back to the. Well, and if he's killing all the undisputed era guys, like he's definitely going to be positioned as like the fan favorite killer. He's people are going to yeah. cheer for that over Adam Cole defending the belt. Like, yeah. I mean, Cole's not going to be the babyface if that's how you're going to book the guy. Yeah. If he's a killer, but, the but, fans are going to cheer for the killer going after the yeah. year-long champion. 
but but my thing is is the undisputed era has always been like when Empyrean came in and attacked them at, and were at Worlds Collide there before Worlds Collide. Right. They were running. They were running off or attacking Imperium and running off, and they were scared when Imperium came for them. I think they're going to do a sort of thing like Killer Cross, right? Cross's persona is he's this big giant. He's got a scary entrance, and I think they're going to be they're going to be afraid of him, and they're going to do a story like that. Mm. But I think it's going to go on for. Honestly, I think it would start like maybe a couple weeks after this takeover and go on till when it whenever SummerSlam weekend is. Uh, yeah. That would, I mean, well, don't forget that Adam Cole, you know, he may not resign. So yeah, that's NXT. true. So, so if he don't resign the... and they haven't negotiated, I would say that's even more reason that he drops the belt. Well, on Sunday. probably yeah, not that's... now because they want him to resign. So that probably him holding the belt is a good way to persuade him to stay in NXT. Mm. So uh, if anything, if he's really not going to resign, they're going to drop it like, I guess SummerSlam. But no, seriously, think, I think August is when his his uh, contract expires. Seriously, though, if he doesn't resign and goes to AEW, uh, AEW AEW's want a battle. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that'd be is really he, uh, really really awesome. Not gonna holy lie, geez, that, would, that would, would be... that would ignite the Wednesday Night Wars, in my opinion. Yep. Like, yeah, Yo, I mean, their top would... contender, their top champion, going straight to Dynamite. Oh, yeah. yeah hey, well, I think it's just if that does happen, Adam just sees the the writing on the wall and just knows if he gets called up, he ain't gonna be used properly. So he's saying, ah, I'll I'll bide my time in NXT, contract expire, go to a company that'll actually use me properly despite my size, is what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. Because well, like I mean, the, the funny part is he's not even being misused in NXT. In NXT, he's not. But like I, he knows he ain't gonna be staying on that brand forever. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's why he's not resigning. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at look at Matt Riddle. He went up to SmackDown. They made it. They had to bring him up because he wanted more money, and the more money goes with going to the 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 you know the, the bigger brands because it's got more. I mean, they get bigger television deals for on SmackDown than they do for NXT, even though NXT is on the same network as Raw. They get bigger money for those shows, so the talent gets paid more. If like Adam to get more money, he knows like he'd have to go to Raw or SmackDown. But you know how Vince is with quote guys he thinks look small, and I guess he just maybe he's thinking that you know after NXT, Dynamite's the way to go because he might be used better there. And, and I, the funny thing, and the funny thing is, is O'Reilly Fish have the same contract at Enzanakis as well. So three year deals, eh? Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah well. You, thing is is they're all best friends in real life o'reilly fish and cole so they go wherever you know one another goes so if cole leaves oh jeez no they're gonna leave too it's yeah. gonna happen yo so. this is gonna be great if they leave oh and they go straight to AEW. wow right after oh. ftr <laughs> yeah <laughs> leave and go and there then, oh my god and then re- red dragon against ftr would oh be great god. the young bucks but not to mention Red Bucks. Dragon against the Bucks, uh, Red Dragon against Best Friends, Red Dragon against like any team that's Anyone, there. Yeah. <laughs> a Red Dragon <laughs> against uh, Omega and, and Page. Yeah. Oh my Adam, god. Gosh. Adam Cole versus Hangman Page. Adam Cole versus Darby Allen. Adam Cole versus Pac. Adam Cole versus Cody. Yeah. <laughs> even even Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega. That'd be money. That'd be yeah, money. People... That's money. Yeah, because their rivalry still hasn't really like ended from when uh, Cole. So before he signed with NXT. Yeah. So, you know, if we're on this topic, we're gonna I'm gonna do a double prediction. If Adam Cole doesn't resign, that oh well, obviously he's not gonna resign before the, the event. But if he loses, then you know he's not resigning. Yeah. But even wins, even then, actually, even if he wins, you still don't know because then they can have him drop it on his on the takeover right before his contract expires. Which... Yeah, but wouldn't you want wouldn't you want the next NXT champion to win it at a big event? You would, NXT you team. would. That's why I'm, I'm. I I didn't even know Cole was thinking about leaving, but now that he, I, I hear he is thinking about leaving. I'm definitely sticking with Velveteen winning uh, on Sunday. Yeah, hundred percent. So what, what well, about you guys? What's your final prediction for each of you? Starting with you, Brandon. Well, hearing that Gabe said his contract is up in August and that he hasn't resigned, I'm probably gonna switch to Velveteen. Um. Well, I'm saying to keep Cole longer. Like it because I'm pretty sure Triple H loves Adam Cole to death. Yeah. So I think to persuade Cole to stay longer, I think he's gonna hold the belt a bit longer, and it's just to be like, hey Adam, just you know, just sign the die line, please. And then um, if not before uh before SummerSlam, then he's just probably gonna drop it by a takeover around that time. So I think Adam Cole's gonna win it because his contract is expiring. 
but wouldn't they wouldn't keeping the belt on him past that really want to make him stay? So if they're gonna make him keep the belt until that last takeover and they take it off of him in August, what do he resign for? Exactly. Yeah, he has all true. this time to like resign. So if he's not gonna resign by August, I, I, he, they're, I, they're probably gonna drop. Uh, I, or, yeah, or by I guess takeover. so. They're gonna drop it by then. I guess I so. Honestly, honestly, don't think it's gonna be to keep the title on him. I think it's gonna be uh, what what money is because you know money talks now so i i think it's, it's always gonna be, yeah I, I think it's gonna be hey aew offered me this much can you match it oh and they can yeah <laughs> we'll see if they want to but, but well, you know aew offered me this much and they're gonna put me in the title well, picture within a month well this what morning offer me you know? This morning on a news video I saw, I think there was a tweet from Britt Baker talking about how great the AEW family is, and it'd be great to have a you know one big happy family again, Bay Bay. So that's just, I guess that's just saying like, it, is it really money though? Because you can really just yeah, be happy and, at yeah, AEW. Yeah, and, and they're yeah they're they're not even engaged yet. So I, I, mm -hmm. AEW that just could solidify things with them more. So. Yeah, and I heard Britt Baker's also banned from NXT like events too because yep. of uh, that zoom in. Yep. So uh, I think Adam Cole's gonna leave, in my opinion. So, but to to make him stay longer, they're gonna keep the belt on him. Well, Gabe, you changed my pick to Dream. So if Adam Cole wins, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be kind of kind of upset. <laughs> I think he's gonna win. Yeah, I obsessed Dream taking the bell from him finally yeah. in his last interesting chance. Interesting two one, gentlemen. Interesting two one. <laughs> yes, for once I have, I I was able to persuade somebody to be on my side for the t the champion retaining because everybody seems to be going for I think fucking I title changes. Brandon away from me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I mean I was sticking with Dream because of BLM because it's his last chance after he lost his previous opportunity and now that I've heard that Adam Cole is maybe on the way out I'm 100% that's reinforcing my yeah. prediction so yes uh, interesting show it should be uh, quite uh, I mean it's been it's gonna be great no matter what it's been a long time since we've had a takeover so I am gonna be totally invested I I, I always enjoy these things they they really. Along with the AEW pay-per-views, they just bring me this level of joy as a wrestling fan that pretty much very few things do these days. So it's just got that takeover magic. And uh, now we're going to swing it to the cheapest of plugs, I like to call. Um, starting with you, Gabe. And um, Brandon, you can decide if you have anything to plug. You can mention it after him. But I know Gabe always got a little something to uh, to mention before we go off the air. So shoot now, Gabe. Just something, just something. Um... My latest video on my main YouTube channel knows it. N O Z I D. I did a rock paper scissors tournament. That is my opinion, the best video I have ever produced. Um, it's all just unscripted rock paper scissors, uh, with rap like rapper gimmicks. So it's it's a great time to watch. Um, other than that, um, watch out uh for either dynamite or dark. I don't know which one, but. Someone very close to me is gonna be in that show very soon. I can't tell you who because Ooh. like, yeah, I um. Well, here's the story. Um, Ortiz um was texted from this uh, close friend of mine, and Ortiz was like, okay, here, text QT, uh, email QT Marshall, and we'll see what happens. So I was Ooh. able to help this uh wrestler uh type up a really convincing email. And uh, apparently QT Marshall says it's okay for uh, my friend to be on, uh, I don't know which one yet, but AW, Dark, or Dynamite, we'll see. That's huge. That's really big news, yeah. Yeah. Well, I found plug... out during the podcast, so yeah. There you go. <laughs> my, my plug is, is uh, NBA got solidified. They're back July 31st. I know you guys are beat. No? What's that? I don't know. I said NBA comes back July 31st. How happy are you? It comes back really, so it's gonna go to what through the the fall or like? Cause... Yeah, it goes. So it goes through uh, July thirty first. NBA uh, start of October. New season. Is there gonna be a start... crowd? No, I don't think so. New new season doesn't start to December, and the NHL got a. They're coming back same. Yes, they're gonna be doing a playoff for the the summer. So yeah. So, That'll I mean, be interesting. Hey, we've had sports off the last three months, but at least we get them back. Uh, we're getting them back, but I assume they're going to be done in front of nobody. It's just the athletes oh, yeah, are going to be. But, but at least we got something to watch. Like, thank God for that. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> thank God for that. Yeah, right. I don't know how I've like like sports have been such a staple of the spring that like without them it was yeah. like it was weird this year, man. Yeah. So like. Well, I mean, I've been watching a lot of soccer, and there's been no fans in them. 
in this mm-hmm. game and you know how well, much fans I've, I've gotten used to it with wrestling and like fake crowds and plants so like i can yeah. i can i seeing just athletes do their thing will be enough right like, at least we're getting yeah. to see it you know yeah. some of the atmosphere is lost but like at least we get to see it you know yes yeah. fans are huge in soccer and there's nobody in the soccer stadiums and it's still great to watch so it's, it's going to be good to yeah, have cause it, it fills it fills the sports the the fix it fills that need yeah. for watching like like athletic entertainment, right? So or like just contests. Uh, UFC's been doing stuff since the pandemic. Yeah, they, they have a show I, I tomorrow. Like they have a show. They have a show tomorrow in um, in Nevada. So, um, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to plug there, Gabe, or is that pretty much it? To just uh, your uh, big news there. I mean, uh, other than that, I guess my uh, handles on Twitter and Instagram: Gabe knows it, G A B E N O Z I D, and my wrestling channel where i do podcasts um knows it wrestling and that's about it um because who knows it gabe knows it so okay if you <laughs> if you are one of the wonderful people who have listened to us on anchor and its associated platforms you uh you can listen to it we are available on breaker google podcasts overcast pocket casts radio public copy rss and the most important one of all in my opinion the one that i'm most proud of is being on spotify folks as long as being on anchor itself so like as i said i post uh, the link to this podcast on my social media and it's usually to the link to anchor but then anchor also lists all the other platforms that we are available on so if you enjoyed this give it a nice little download share it do all that good stuff if you heard us through the audio form but if you're watching this on youtube and you've seen the video version and you listened to us and you liked what you heard Please give that uh, lovely little subscribe button a yeah a little subscribe if you will because we do these podcasts every once in a while, uh, usually for big four WWE shows and and bigger B pay per views like Money in the Bank, all AEW pay uh, per views as well as every NXT takeover that happens. We do predictions and reviews for those said shows and when the news is actually really big which it's been kind of not so big lately after the big like mass firing um and congratulations to drake maverick winning a uh, you know a contract <laughs> this week you know there's some controversy on that. i know there's tons of controversy but uh you know they're it like, is what it really is other 19 people and i'm like oh <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so congratulations to him on getting fired and rehired in the span of a storyline that made a bunch of people sympathetic. So good for him on taking advantage of that and and all that good stuff. It's always good to see somebody uh, stay and have work to continue to do. Um, but that is it for us today, uh, ladies and gents. Um, so we are going to Spanish fly on out of here. We're going to enjoy TakeOver this weekend. We'll see you next time, folks.